This is Pain Productions, the show recorded in Champaign, Illinois, featuring guests connected some way, shape, or form to Champaign, Illinois, aka Bubble City. I am joined today, and I'm excited about this one, and, he, and, he, and he's probably going to cringe when, when I say this, but I've known this man half my life. Uh, started in uh, the radio station when I was 22 years old, and I'm 44 years young today, so... I affectionately know him as J.D. Cage, <laughs> the Drake, sometimes the Drizzle. If you hear his voice at State Farm Center, calmly move your way to the exits. He is also the king of imp almost impossible trivia and the president of the Dexter Freebish fan club. My true. man, all, all true. John Weiss, how are you doing, sir? I'm great. Ryan Leskis. It's, I feel like I haven't seen you since we were surrounded by ice cream in sometime in 2018. And I think that's true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. We we're making kids' dreams come true that day. Thank you for making me feel profoundly old by telling me that you are 44 years old. Cause in my mind, you're still 22 and you know, you're the intern and we're still having a great time like, <laughs> crashing concerts that we're not supposed to be in charge of here in the local community or or whatever or doing fundraisers or just making fun of everybody we work with i don't know or or uh trick-or-treating at the at the mayor's house at, at 5 a.m and uh while he's smoking a cigarette with his undone shirt handing me a box, box of triscuits that that that's one of the things that we, all that i did done. approve of that that was all you buddy <laughs> that was yours you own that so yeah man marvo lights Way to go, Mayor <laughs> Schweihart, man. He was never not ready, that's for sure. Perfect for any trick-or-treat bag. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of that, man, how 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 are things, dude? How's I, I you know, we follow each other on social media. It's it's been tough, uh, you know, getting in person with with everybody in the community these days, but empty nesting life, dude. How is it? It seems it seems like you're having a blast. All things it's all right, you know. It would probably be a little bit more um enriching if you know you could go out and do things and right. uh, see friends more often. But uh, I think we've made the most of it. I think the, the cool thing about uh, is, I don't know whether cool is the right word, but we're going with it. The interesting thing about the pandemic lifestyle over the last year is that, um, well, as I said to my wife, I've spent more time in my house than I have in the entire 22 some years <laughs> we've lived True. here. You know, I've really gotten used to the place and um, I, you know, just enjoyed a lot of the, the simpler things, you know, uh, Friday night, having a cocktail out on the, uh, the deck and, you know, just, mm -hmm. uh, uh, just, I don't know, get, getting to know the neighbors a little bit better and those You're types right. of things, you know, so, uh, it's, it's been positive in that aspect. And I think, you know, we've all pulled together, um, you know, with our families and our closest friends, but the, uh, the other interesting thing is how much we're doing all this stuff, you know, exactly now I'm doing this for work every day like five times a day with you know meetings uh but mm -hmm. you know we're, we're doing zoom uh family calls and uh, zoom happy hours and and those types of things so <laughs> so it's interesting all the different people you reconnect with you know when something like this happens where it's like well i don't want to just stare at the same four walls let's let's get online and you know and rekindle some friendships so it's uh it's cool to be doing something like this today Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I affectionately call it the uh, Zoomsday device or, you know, the, the temple of Zoom and all, all the puns that come along with it. But yeah, it has been, um, you know, I started doing this just as a way just to 
to have all the conversations in the bars that I would be having, except that I couldn't go to the bars anymore. And then it, mm-hmm. uh, kind of spilled out from there. And, you know, I've always been a fan of, or, you know, a fan of podcasting. So now, uh, I'm like, oh, wow, there are people in New Zealand listening. So maybe I should just, uh, you know, keep it rolling. And it is fun. <laughs> I had no idea your following was that huge. So I, I didn't. I don't want to let my New Zealanders down. My Kiwis. I love them. All right. And it's Tuesday in New Zealand. So, you know, <laughs> good up. morning, New Zealand. <laughs> exactly. That might be my alternate title for, you know, for this podcast. Code. I think so. Yeah. The fame for, good morning, New Zealand. <laughs> All right. Today, though, I mean, collectively between the two of us, more more 70 year end, 30 my end, we may have written a thousand some odd commercials, promos, easily all, all the above. So advertising is, is, is no stranger to it, to what we've done. And so as we were going back and forth, figuring out topic ideas, I think we kind of settled on advertising mascots or spokespeople or you know mm-hmm. the the face behind the brand or the 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 motivating factor there and that's what we're gonna uh you know converge upon today so and i think it's fascinating to me because these characters are sometimes bigger than life sometimes they are endearing sometimes they're a little terrifying so yes. it's all wrapped up into one weird twisted identity the, the main part of it, though, is that they're all memorable. That's kind of where I'm at with mine, because some of mm-hmm. mine, I'm like, I can't shake that image. So I'm definitely putting in it as one of my favorites. It's not like, you know, the sweetest, the cutest or whatever, but it's like it haunted me or it made me <laughs> laugh or one way or another. It was the one of the best. And I like to reward that kind of creative output that like you you shot your shot, man. And like, mm-hmm. uh I don't know if I, I don't want to give spoilers, so I don't know if it's on your list, but earlier this week when I was brainstorming for this, I, I put the uh, Quizno subs commercial on. Mm. Remember those mm. little guys that had like real mouths and they, they had a oh, pepper yeah. bar and like, we love the subs. It was, <laughs> it was horribly way ahead of its time, but it was one of those things that I could not shake. It's interesting to me, the things that stick in your memory, too. I mean, (laughs) but everybody has a a different thing that, like you said, will stick with them. And I think that's sort of what I'm going on with my list here. Um, If it's stuck with me for 20 years or more, then it's on the list. Good, bad or indifferent. And, you know, for a lot of different reasons. But but I've got a pretty weird eclectic list here. All right. Good, good, good. Well, without further ado... A lot of pressure because mm-hmm. once it's drafted, it's drafted. I can't take it. So you get the first pick as my guest. Okay. So what is like the, you know, don't Sam Bowie it. Make sure to Michael Jordan it. What is the number one pick for all-time mascot spokespeople on the bag of six? Well, my number one pick has to be because, and I think this is based on sheer power and just sheer impact but you can't go wrong without with what without picking the Kool-Aid man. Okay. Kool-Aid man has, first of all, he's enormous. He's the size of five (laughs) people. He is made of glass, but he's filled with delicious. I'm going to guess strawberry flavored Kool-Aid because he was always red. Right. True. True. Yet he has the amazing superhuman ability to smash through any brick wall (laughs) anywhere and somehow not smash the glass container 
and thus spill his lifeblood, which is strawberry Kool-Aid. <laughs> He's yeah. incredible. He's amazing. And all you have to do is say three words. It's like Beetlejuice. You say, hey, Kool-Aid man, boom, you need to completely renovate your house because he has <laughs> broken through some exterior wall, brick, stucco, <laughs> anything. Uh, drywall everything and there he is standing there and then somehow manages to hold a smaller pitcher shaped exactly like himself <laughs> and pour it into the kids glasses it's it's incredible and you know for i don't know how many years the kool-aid man was he was the dominant uh mascot for kool-aid you know i don't remember what happened before the kool-aid man i don't know what happened <laughs> after i think they went with like you know juice packets or something yeah nobody but, knows Man, I mean, a giant glass pitcher that can just burst onto the scene like that. Got to be my top pick. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And he'd always oh, come yeah. in. <laughs> so cool. Uh, little known fact, and I'm, I'm really hoping, and if this does happen, you will hear it first on Pain Productions. Marvel Comics came out with a Kool-Aid Man series. <laughs> That's how popular he was. They actually made a, a comic book run. And with all the multiverse coming out for this next thing, if I see the Kool-Aid man in one of these movies, man, I, I, I will, you know, stand up. I will give my own slow clap in the theater. And yes, that's I how heard he will be man. in the post credits scene of the Eternals, by the way. So just watch for that after the credits. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was the, the, the external, there was a, uh, I believe two games for the Atari 600 or sorry, 2600 based on him as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was, you know, back then there wasn't really that, and it wasn't Mario and all that kind of stuff. So this was the cartoonish force in the, yeah, in the I, kingdom I don't think of icon is the wrong word at all. I think no. he's an icon. All right. I'll go toe to toe with that. I don't, he, he's not as, uh, dynamic as in force but he is when i first hear mascots or i first hear you know someone selling and this is again since my childhood as well he stands six foot three according to legend he doesn't walk on fours he, he stands on two and uh, he'll let you know that everything is great i'm taking tony the tiger man he's a big one he was always the one and in previous uh, conversations that, that my audience might have listened to, uh, Frosted Flakes is my one-one goat of breakfast cereals. So, ever since I was a kid, that was my favorite. It was just I've been staring at his face every morning <laughs> for decades, and he was always there with his with his you know cocky neckerchief and and his swagger <laughs> and his and his you know he's 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 built like he's got a tiny waist big chest like he, he's athletic he's always playing basketball with people telling people to get fit he's like a role model but uh yeah everything's positive with this guy and and when i think of all the mascots out there like it's just always the first one that pops in my head it's tony do i get to chime in on this a little bit because absolutely i mean he is on my list as well but i I tend to think there's been a change. There's been a, a new Tony the Tiger. Um, there's a new voice, first of all. You've noticed yeah. that, obviously, because I think the original voice, well, I know the original voice is uh, is long gone, but um, boy, I don't like the new Tony the Tiger <laughs> voice at all. This guy is way off, and he's he's got the swagger 
But the old Tony the Tiger, you know, he had that big, deep voice. Yeah. It was an actor named Thurl Ravenscroft, by the way. This is true. Oh. Thurl Ravenscroft, uh, deceased, but you might also know the voice. He was the guy who sang the Grinch song in the Grinch cartoon. Mm. So same voice, Tony the Tiger, Grinch song. Not the Grinch. The Grinch was Boris Karloff. Totally different tangent. But... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate the strength and the power of Tony the Tiger, but I am not a fan of the new Tony the Tiger. So no, I, I respect that. And I'm I'm writing that that note down because we may draft like incredibly awesome names in the in the future. <laughs> like that's a tough one to beat. Thurl. Who Thurl. wakes up and says, you know, we're gonna have a baby. And we're going to name him Thurl. Thurl. I mean, that's that's a name. That that name has meat. But I mean, when your last name's already Ravenscroft, you kind of have to step it up. You can't oh, yeah. do just like Bill Ravenscroft, or you know. Yeah, I mean, he, you've got to be Chauncey Ravenscroft. Doesn't doesn't roll off the tongue no. there. No, you've got to have. I mean, Thurl sounds like a Norse god, like exactly. or you know something like that. You've got to have something like Thurl. You're right. Right. Your kid comes out with a club, like you know, <laughs> right over his shoulder, looking like Captain Caveman. Thurl. That's true. You're either Bam Bam or you're Thurl, one <laughs> exactly. or the other. All right, man, let's get weird. What's the number two picks? The rest of mine are kind of out there. Okay. Well, this one's a little bit different because I'm not going for strength on this one as much as I'm going for high class and mm. memorability. But uh, I have to say that this pick is this is somebody who really exudes an attitude okay and i think it was a huge mistake that he was killed off a couple of years ago but mr peanut (laughs) that was such a weird choice uh weird choice to kill him off or weird choice for okay no 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 sorry yeah the 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 whole super bowl like peril thing i don't i think it maybe it was like to start a huge uproar among the public to get us to beg that they somehow resurrect the peanut but i mean when you look at the guy and and he's been this character for over a hundred years oh he's got the top hat he's got the monocle Mm -hmm. he wears spats i mean when you've got a (laughs) peanut with legs wearing spats how do you not want to just go out and buy a huge can of mixed nuts right away i do i know i do now the fact that he was he was killed in a tragic what was it he was like driving the peanut rv or whatever yeah, he went over a cliff didn't he? and he went over a cliff and then yeah. like he was he was thrown from the vehicle and was hanging on by his white gloved hand <laughs> just for those tantalizing few moments and then dropped to his apparent death right. we don't know though they never really True. they never True. really wrapped it up did he somehow survive was he was he caught by a, a passing eagle and saved? We don't know. But if you're <laughs> if you're caught by a passing eagle as a nut, you're pretty much not you're not surviving that one either. I don't you're think. lunch at that yeah, point. But, yeah, exactly. But still, yeah, I mean it was it was a shame we lost him. But as far as just high class mascots, always one of my favorites. So he's my number two. He's a dandy dapper man, absolutely. And it was a weird choice. I don't, but again, it's kind of a game of Thrones rules or, you know, squid game rules, no spoilers <laughs> there, but if you don't see it happen yeah. on camera, did it really happen? You know, that's true. That is true. They, 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 they left the door open. He is. Yeah. Spats. <laughs> Spats. 
I'm hoping for a big 21st century comeback for stats. I think, you know, I think it's, they would even work with, you know, like, like your, like your tennis shoes. I think, you know, it, it hasn't come around. It's one of the few things that hasn't come around. That's true. You know, uh, I'm, there might've been some hipsters and spats in like the early, early decade, you know, they were, they were going for it all. Uh, the uh, sock garters, they were, they were doing it all, man. So uh, there could have been a spat. <laughs> A spats moment that we didn't quite pick up on. Sock garters with spats could be, <laughs> you know, the wave of the future. Just shorts, sock garters, spats. I'm th- That's beautiful. 2070, here we come. Right. That's there. beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, hmm. What you got? I'm going to take... A, it started off hilarious, and I thought it was a brilliant choice, and... Then it got ridiculous in ways that no one ever could see coming. And it, it almost ruined it, but I'm giving it my second pick because of how it kicked off. This company is still doing amazing things, but I feel like the Geico Cavemen really mm. set off their kind of off-brand way of humor and way to do things. The the There was no words in it, but the one where the caveman is on the... um. It's not the escalator, but you know, the, the, oh, the, pe- the moving walkway in the airport. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. <laughs> and he's going by and it's just like, I think it's a Roy Scott song playing like um, mm-hmm. Muzak Lee in the background. It's not even the real song. And he's just cruising along back from his flight and the, and the banners in the back of so easily a caveman can do it. And he stops and turns around, throws his head in disgust and like mm-hmm. zooms off the screen it was beautiful. It was a beautiful spot. And I laughed so hard and I, I, I loved every time they came out, but then why was there a need for a TV show? And that's, that's my, that was my sticking point. Yeah. I hand scaled it at one way. Okay. This, this mascot slash icon had enough gravitas to demand a primetime network TV show. <laughs> success yes but if anybody ever watched the tv show that was, oh wow that was that's up there with with one of the all-time worst so i yeah. stuck to my guns and and rewarded the fact that a couple ad guys came up with this and and they hit like a peak of we never even expected this to happen so i i stuck with the guy geico caveman See, the cool thing about geico is that now they've sort of settled on the the gecko now but for a while, mm. they had like two or three different campaigns going at the same right. time. The Gecko was one of them. The Cavemen were a different one. There was a third one, but it wasn't as strong as uh, either of those because I can't remember what it was. But <laughs> exactly. But the Cavemen, I think the thing I always loved about it was just the the attitude. You know, it was like they were <laughs> they were always like, oh man, I got to lower myself to to put up with this because people don't get us, and they're always, you know. And they were always the victims of some sort of stereotype, you know, exactly. That and yeah. they couldn't, you know, they were just like, okay, we'll, we'll have to just put up with this, this stupidity. It was a little bit like unfrozen caveman lawyer, right? but, but it had a different swagger to it. And that's what I always thought was, was funny and original about it. I, I pretty much laughed at every one of the Geico ads with, with the caveman, especially uh, the one you talked about with the, the moving sidewalk, because yes. You didn't need any dialogue to get. The it was funny. beautiful. The body humor was hilarious. Yes. Just the way he, he looks at it. And then he does the like he throws his head back. Like you said, just like, oh, 
(laughs) Yeah. He does like the circle around, like we've all done and walking against the grain just to take it all in for one more minute. Like really? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. And then he just slides off camera left, you know, (laughs) just like, okay. And and then, then, then just their statement. And it's just like, Oh, I love it. But yeah, it would always be like, you know, in a, in a suit and tie it like a therapy session or like, you know, something It's just, (laughs) it's just everything about it. I I loved it. Just the show had, had equal, equal points of success and failure in it. But as far from an advertising standpoint, I think the show was the crowning moment of, you know, like the Kool-Aid man comic book. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. when you reach a certain level there, then you, you've, you've won more than you ever planned to. Absolutely. I had to to stick with them. All All right, right. sir. I'm ready to go. Now this, this might sound like I'm sort of hitchhiking off your last pick Mm. uh, because I think they might be cousins in some way, you know, (laughs) different species, but you know, similar. But when you talk about cool and you talk about swagger, I don't think you can beat Chester Cheetah. Yeah, and I, I will admit there there have been a few times where I've I've rolled my eyes at some of the Chester Cheetah ad campaigns, but it really is great because Cheetos and Cheetah are so close together. How do you not tie those two two uh, <laughs> things together? And I think it's been a really long running advertising rule. I mean, you could see this just time and time again. If you pick an animal mascot, you are going to win. Mm-hmm. It's just it always works that way. Um, I mean, you go back to way back, like the old RCA, the old RCA dog listening to oh, the Victrola. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that that image of the dog, you know, perking up an ear, that's been with RCA for what, like 200 years? Who knows how long it's been, but it's been forever. <laughs> so sense. you pick a cheetah. He's cool. He wears sunglasses. He's not afraid of flaming hot temperatures, he, you know. In fact, if he eats too many, he does the usual cartoon, you know, thing with his (laughs) eyes and all that. It opens (laughs) up a lot of possibilities. Plus, um, when they they first started letting him talk, I think his voice has sort of morphed a little bit. You know, it started out, he was sort of, he was kind of the cool, deep voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say a couple of years ago, he started to get a little British or something. (laughs) Or maybe it was... Or maybe it was British at first, and then he sort of gravitated more to that cool, deep voice. But either way, I think he's a pretty strong he's a pretty strong uh, mascot, just for the sake of the uh, the name. Just because when you think cheetah, you think Cheetos, and mm-hmm. and that's pretty powerful. It's a good connection. So yeah, I'm a fan. Fantastic pick, and yeah, I. That was, and it was the, it ain't easy being cheesy when he had that like deep voice. <laughs> it ain't easy being cheesy. And then he'd crunch it mm-hmm. and like, maybe like, you know, adjust his sunglasses in, in, in kind of a uh, CSI Miami sort of fashion, you know, and like oh, yeah. skate off to the end of the commercial. But it, that was it. They even, you know, they did the pause. Like, you know, Cheetos were always the same shape forever Mm -hmm. and it just was basically it just seemed like whatever we put in in the fryer or whatever we make cheetos were just cheeto shaped they look basically like bam bam clubs or you know sometimes you get a goofy one or whatever but they decided finally we're gonna reshape our image and we're gonna Mm -hmm. do we're gonna bite into this and we're gonna make paws and they made different paws and things and everything yeah they've done different shapes yeah because yeah yeah. yeah, for the longest time you just had a choice of the the puffy ones Right. which were all which, pretty uniform 
You know, yeah. they looked like a, an amoeba or like a paramecium or something. <laughs> exactly. And then you had the fried ones that were all, like you said, like you described that rough sort of club, you yeah. know. I don't know how they be. Yeah. Those are my favorite, by the way. I like oh, those yeah. better than the, the, than the, the classic. Ones. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I'll eat them all, but you know, <laughs> right. doesn't matter what yeah. shape. I'm not, I'm not taking any out of the rotation, mm-hmm. but, but if, if I my druthers. Yeah. If, and, if somebody if somebody's asking me for a preference, yes, yeah, the fried. So if I get my druthers, uh, yeah, I love my druthers. Druthers, so, yeah, druthers. So yeah, that's that's the kind I like, and I I, I want to go and watch like one of those um, Sesame Street how they're made. I want to know like what because they obviously don't care. It's just like blah, they're all in the <laughs> in the mutated like whatever shape they they are. But I want to know what gets them that shape. Are they just all thrown in the fryer and shaken out that way? Cause I mean, this isn't a McDonald's boot or a round situation here. There's no uniformity. It's just, I'm guessing cornmeal and some sort of secret sauce, some sort of secret binding agent ingredient that (laughs) that holds them together so they can survive the intense heat of the fryer. Beautiful. Gotta be. All right. Oh man. Great pick. All right. I'm going to go a little something in the wheelhouse here. Something I'm no stranger of a a party boy, if you will. Ooh, that made me think of a couple others. Mm. All right. I won't go there, but everybody loves pirates. Everybody loves a, a cocktail or two. And if you cock your leg up and to the side, you're Captain Morgan. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I feel like the way that they reinvent, I mean, it was always just the image on the bottle and it was the price point and mm-hmm. people kind of liked it and saying captain and Coke kind of flew off. But once they got the little captain in you, like um, that was brilliant. Cause it, it was like, you know, wordplay of, Oh, did you have a drink? Do you have a little captain in you? But also the, the iconic pose of like, Oh, I've just, done something unique and i put my leg up and off to the side and you've got a little captain in you and Mm -hmm. it's an attitude yeah and they did tours with it and then they started coming out with like cannonball style shaped bottles and it really all spiraled off of that but the you know it might have coincided with johnny depp's rise of fame in the in the disney universe but like either way captain morgan in like the past decade or so that i mean people you know halloween's coming around you'll see a couple captain morgans out there just the Mm -hmm. whole thing the the pirate the famous pirate you know i mean that that's the one i was just going to make that same observation it seems like that's really ramped up in the last 10 years and i can't help but think there isn't a connection with the popularity of the johnny depp pirates of the caribbean you know that whole thing because because there you've got what appears to be a drunken pirate drunken ghost pirate you know, whatever he is, he's got swagger. He's cool, but he's weird. You know, now the Captain Morgan character, a little bit more cool than weird. I yeah, think. yeah, you yeah. Know. More confident, more, more. You know, forthcoming. Yeah. His swagger is a little bit, bit better defined, I think. But still, yes. you know, if again, if you're if you're going to choose a if you're going to choose a white liquor, if you're going to well, I guess you could get dark rum too, right? Yeah, I, I'm not a rum drinker. They have the spice too, so yeah, you yeah. can go white, dark. They got yeah. I mean, I've had Captain Morgan, but I'm not a, a an aficionado with the different types of rum. So no, I'm not a I'm not a connoisseur. That's why I've had mostly Captain because you know to the the highfalutin types, I'm sure it's like the uh, you know 
the basement of rums, but you know, for, for us, <laughs> <laughs> us mass appeal guys, again, when I'm speaking of mixing it with Coke, <laughs> that's what we, that's what we hit for, man. You know, I was gonna say that was college really in a nutshell <laughs> right. right there. And I know exactly. we come from different generations, but some truths are eternal. So there you go. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it, the captain is almost sort of a, it's, it's a message of, Look, you're not buying the best stuff you can find here, but if you're going to be drinking rum to really get messed up, this is your rum. Exactly. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But. No, you're with it. No, you're you're 100% on it. Because, you know, some of the, you know, tasks that were achieved in these commercials weren't always like ace in your finals or you know it was, it was only it was always something a little mischievous or something that you might not have done but pulled off with grace because you may have had a little bit of a buzz so you've had some captain in you so they we weren't shooting high marks here but it was definitely resonating with the audience and yeah mm-hmm. it, it's a little bit captain jack but less less mincing about you know a little that's more true. confident you know and that that's why you got that that captain swagger of captain morgan mm-hmm. i do man. love and, that double entendre though you've got a little captain in you the attitude yes. or the product either right. or right and there's been there's admiral nelson if you ever go to the uh if you ever go to the store there's admiral nelson there's sailor jerry yep there's a bunch of like you know this again imitation flattery the it's captain anonymous. has set the standard for all the mm-hmm. for all the knockoffs. Yep. <laughs> it's not it's rum became nautical because of the captain <laughs> in, in any way, shape or form. You know, well, I mean, if you were a pirate, you know, that's what you were looking for was a <laughs> bottle of rum. It's in the song. It's it's right there. Right. Exactly. And they, now they can't. They're trying. Captain, sailor, like, yeah, nothing yeah. beats the captain, man. You know, swab no, the deck. Larry rum doesn't really uh, <laughs> doesn't really cut it. And the they captain became... knows where the treasure is buried, so it's important. Nailed it. So, all right, I'm going to throw mine out here. This is this is a little unorthodox, and mm-hmm. I there's a caveat with this one because I think there's a legitimate side to it, and there's sort of a creepy side to it. But my next pick is popcorn legend Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> okay, because okay. Orville was he had sort of three different roles and, and I'm going to get to sort of the evolution of this in a second, but he was a real guy, I guess, from Valparaiso, Indiana, as he said okay. in the commercials, Okay, he was a, you know, and if you don't know, he was a crazy looking old man who wore a bow tweed tie. suit and a bow tie and thick glasses and, mm-hmm. you know, had a very homespun sort of style. And he did his own commercials as the mascot for his popping corn. And, mm-hmm. you know, then it went to microwave popcorn in the 70s. Um, I think the cool thing about somebody like Orville was he, first of all, kind of brought to the forefront that good old Midwestern sensibility that you didn't have to be some really flashy tycoon in the business world to be successful, first of all, that, you know, popcorn is just real and genuine and that sort of wholesome Midwestern uh, attitude really sort of carries through when you've got this old timey homespun guy here as your popcorn inventor, I guess, because he grew the popcorn or created the popcorn and, you know, gave it this sort of dorky attitude that, hey, we all love popcorn. It's okay to, to buy it from a popcorn nerd, you know? And I think a lot of us, myself especially, 
big nerds at heart. So you see a, a guy like Orville Redenbacher, and we can all sort of laugh at his appearance, but at the same time, it's like, hey, nerds can be cool too. Nerds can win. Nerds can, mm -hmm. can be a success. So that's the upside for me, for the Orville Redenbacher <laughs> spokesperson slash mascot, because I think he became kind of a, a mascot as well as the actual guy who invented the popcorn. And I believe he was real. He was legitimate. Oh, yeah. Where it got strange for me is that after he died, and I can't remember, I mean, it was several years ago, they launched a series of commercials where they created an Orville Redenbacher like <laughs> animatronic puppet. Yes. yes. And they had some, some voice actor trying to impersonate the voice. It was so weird. And it was the creepiest thing. And I thought, this is really, this is really wrong because he was a real person. He was like yeah. the founder of the company. And now they're, it wasn't like they were making fun of him, but they were no, sort of, no, I don't know, lampooning his, his essence. It was like, this. man, we, we can't beat this. Let's weaken at Bernie's them. I don't know what to do guys. I, I yeah. call the meeting of the minds and we can't beat Orville. Like let's, but Somehow why? bring him back, bring him back. Like, why yeah, do you couldn't... bring, you know, you, you take him basically out of the grave and yes. reanimate him as a puppet. And it was, it was a creepy looking puppet. It was almost as, as bad as those spitting image British puppets that were big in the eighties. <laughs> I guess they're big now too. I, I'm not really right. keeping up with that, but it was just disturbing and wrong. And, you know, so on that level, not a fan of, of animatronic puppet Orville definitely a fan of the original still the best uh back when he was alive orville i mean boy bow tie goodness through and right. through the ogor definitely absolutely Not, but you know i mean there's something to be said that that they are just like we can't beat this we got to keep it going if he's gone or not i mean that's how iconic he was mm -hmm. yep it did get a little weird like toward the last couple of years when they tried to introduce his sons into the mix do you remember that yeah like his sons would come in with their own bow ties on and like a perm <laughs> and they were like trying to nerd up a little bit but they weren't really i mean like you don't they, they had nerd face basically is what they were going for it was like they were trying to nerd up i don't know if they saw a torch passing situation on but no one really you know that's why they went puppet because they couldn't even get the the sons to capture the same magic as good old orville well when your dad is orville redenbacher though i mean what are your future prospects, first of all? I mean, just genetically, you're not going to be a, a great looking guy, okay? I don't know what Mrs. Redenbacher <laughs> looked like, but so these guys sort of, the die was cast for them. Yes, I mean, they're only going to be able to go so far. And when that's the family business, it's almost like you've got a duty. We've got to, okay, we've got to, we've got to suit up. We've got to get the tweed jacket and the tie on and get out there. And just like you said, nerd it up for, for the old man's sake. So, yeah. Uh, beautiful 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 and he sold me on it at first i was a little skeptical but no definitely that 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 is fantastic if nothing else warm memories right exactly and yeah i mean popcorn's accessible to everybody I mean, everybody snacks on popcorn like Who you said it's, love it? it's right it's it's one of the things i miss most about the theater experience <laughs> It really is. It's not True. sitting next to like 600 people in like 10 rows back and off to the left and or being stuck in the first three rows because I got there late. It's this popcorn and, and you know, mm -hmm. the sound system. And some 16 year old drowning it in butter. So. <laughs> exactly. Hit the middle and the top and the bottom. Go for it, man. Please. You know, you know, you want to.
<laughs> All right. Uh, in that realm, then, I have a couple different ways to go. I got one I don't think's on your radar, but because I'm also trying to think of, I don't want to get sniped here. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with iconic phrases here because there wasn't much range in, in this lovely gal's name or game. Um, she just had one and it was uh, eternal and people used it for decades after she was gone. And it was good old Clara Peller with where's the beef and mm. where's the beef lady. And I didn't even think of her where she is in that beef? Orville Redenbacher like era. And yeah. you know, it's that, we're using old people to to do That's our sell job for us. I Everybody forgot all about her. The feisty old woman, and just, that's all she did. She didn't really say much more than that. It was just the the spicy. Where's the beef? And they kept it out every time. And the other the other competitions burger they'd show was like a thimble, mm-hmm. and then you know she, <laughs> she she'd lay into them one way and another, and then run over to Burger King for. The, the whopper that was overflowing off the bun of, of flame broil goodness. And, oh, no, yes. it was Wendy's. It was it was not Burger was King. It? it was Wendy's. Yeah. Where's oh, the beef wow. was Wendy's. Man, I I'm, just got, I got served I'm there. Positive. Oh, man, I didn't even look because I was so certain. Man. Sorry to dry sand pitch on that one, but yeah. No, man. No, I needed that. I'm pretty sure she was Wendy's. Son of a, she was. Yep. Yep, hundred percent. Well, it doesn't matter. Mm. I mean, your point is well taken. That's the thing. She is, she is, she is iconic. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm trying to think of there. There was a certain feel to those ads, where they were always kind of looking with a almost like a fisheye camera lens, you know, and how she <laughs> yes. was she was sort of in the front, you know, small, and then she would kind of zoom into the screen and then they'd look at the, the tiny burger, you know, or she'd look under the bun and there was, like you said, it was like a nickel sized burger. And then she'd utter the, the immortal phrase, but yeah, she was, she was angry. She had friends there. She's born in 1901. I mean, that's, wow. <laughs> that's what, <laughs> that's where Clara was bringing it, man. Wow. At the age of 81, she became the spokesperson for Wendy's. Thank you very much. And yes, uh, but from there on out, it became like a, a, a lyric to a rap song. It became like a, mm-hmm. a punctuation on anybody that wasn't bringing it, like or anybody that just didn't have enough. Like, oh, where's the beef? You know, or like oh, yeah. it just it became lexicon. It, it Politicians was those... were using that for their <laughs> opponents. You know, well, where's the beef in your plan? Ha ha. <laughs> exactly just terrible it it just it became a part of vernacular and it and it and in some ways it still does for generations that never even saw the original commercial so yeah yeah 1901 born no no sorry 1902 chicago born 1902 to 1987 so i mean she had a good run but yeah and that didn't get in the game till 81 so she had six good years of, of of fame and fortune and then but yeah, Chicago, Illinois. Four Pretty foot sure ten. hamburgers hadn't even been invented back then. <laughs> I don't think so. Four foot ten, just a sweet little thing. But feisty. Yeah, you know, very feisty. She wasn't letting you get away. The co- right. the comp- the competition was known as Big Bun. You know, I mean, she was she was <laughs> she was she was already throwing barbs out earlier. Yeah. In 1985, right, well, I've got, I've got a little hold bit. On, of... Hold on, hold on. Now that I got stumped here with Wendy's, I had to do okay. a little research, which I don't normally do. But their sales jumped 31 percent 
to 945 million in 1985 worldwide because I was I'm 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 upset I picked the wrong burger brand but I appreciate you. Know, you you, you kind of have to wonder though if there isn't a little bit of a legacy going on. I mean, where's the beef? Was basically saying okay, the other guys don't have enough beef. There's not enough Too meat, full. you know, and we've got we've got all the beef. We've got the meat, and now it seems like Arby's is trying to ah. kind of capture that magic with we've got the meats you know it's that same sort of idea it's it's sort of the reverse of that not saying yeah. hey the other guys don't have it they're saying arby's we, is saying we just already have it yeah you know, and thanks to the the dulcet tones of ving rames right it's i believe so yes yeah i think he's the voice for uh, we got the mm -hmm. meats or we've got yeah. the meats you know uh it's just sort of i i think it's it's a tribute to clara's power as that as that spokesperson or as yeah. that uh, mascot someone brought it up like what what's our where's the beef and someone flipped the other side of the coin and said no instead of asking where it is we just tell them that we have it mm -hmm. and there and there you go brilliant but we do it with ving rames using broken <laughs> english essentially yeah. you know and it's perfect <laughs> and like a, a a giant like drum boom boom you know like <laughs> that hits you all, all right man like i said sorry to interrupt you i just no it's I, okay it's okay i well see i'm going with a little bit of feisty on this one um, okay i guess this is a mascot because you see him everywhere and this is also very similar to um to the mr peanut example earlier but i always i've always liked him for a lot of reasons one you know he just seems to be sprightly he seems to be active He's always happy. He's always happy because he's so rich, mainly. Um, mm. He's one of the few people that is always wearing a tuxedo, mm -hmm. no matter what, except if he's being hauled off to jail. <laughs> Directly. And it's Rich Uncle Pennybags yeah. from the Monopoly game, the little cartoon rich guy with the top hat and the cane and the tux and the bow tie. Uh, I believe... And I'm not an expert at this, but I believe the tuxedo he's wearing has tails mm -hmm. and and like gray or striped pants, which I believe they call uh, that's called morning wear or full diplomatic attire. So <laughs> so the guy knows his clothes. First of all, yes, he's he rich does. enough to afford it. Anybody who's wearing that shiny silk hat, you know, has no problem paying that seventy five dollar luxury tax. OK, so that was not a problem for him. But I just I don't know. I always was fascinated by the uncle Pennybags character uh we didn't have a monopoly game like when i was really little but my my aunt had this set and i didn't understand how to play it i didn't want to play it i just wanted to go through all the the chance and community chess mm -hmm. cards and mm -hmm. find the ones with him on it and i think he's on most of them you know yes but <clears throat> but there's the the get out of jail free card where you know he's wearing the uh, the striped suit no hat being kicked out of jail um, or, or like he had little wings on him or something. Like yeah, flying it is. Out of jail. Yeah, get out of jail free. He was flying out. Yeah, he was jailbird. But the one thing about him as a mascot, and you've heard of the Mandela effect, mm -hmm. people, and I have fallen into this, there is this weird assumption. People have like these, these sort of gaps in their memory where they attribute different characteristics to things they think they remember but they're not real memories right for some reason and i'm one of these people a lot of us think rich uncle Pennybags also wears a monocle like mr peanut he does not 
and he never has. But it's one of those things when you think yeah. about him in the back of your head, you see him with, oh, yeah, top hat, monocle. monocle right. I think you're like combining him and Mr. Peanut <laughs> in together. your head. Right. But no monocle. So Uncle Pennybags, zero monocle, all the class, does carry a cane. Yes, so he does. I think he's I think he's just he's strong given his uh well probably just given his wealth. It's gotta <laughs> be what it is. It is iconic iconic, man. I mean, that was the game, the game. Like, I mean, there were there were a few others, but I mean that was the one that risk didn't have a you know a a not a mascot, but like a focal point. Risk was just the world. Utter you world know, domination. Life. I mean, yeah. Right. Life was like pegs. I mean, none of the other ones really went forward with like an actual, he was the guy hopping off the board and like showing you, and he wasn't even in the game. You couldn't even be him. You were a car or a shoe. Mm-hmm. Or but in my imagination, in yeah. my imagination, right. he was driving the car. Yeah. Okay. Know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or driving the, the boat. <laughs> there was a boat. <laughs> the battle. But yeah, he yeah. was in all the cards. Uh, yeah. And a hundred percent. They didn't, I just did an episode about Jim's Jimmy's and James's and we mm-hmm. brought up that Jim Carrey didn't really age well as far as going back and looking at all those movies that he didn't make of our list like one of the greatest hugest stars of all time but like those movies not so great when you look back on them honestly but I will remember in um, and it was one of the scenes that made me laugh the most is in Ace Ventura 2 uh, yeah that's right ace ventura 2 and uh they're at this party and there's this little snooty man in a tuxedo that is giving ace the business you know the, mm-hmm. the highfalutin <laughs> business and like you don't belong here and blah 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 and of course in in jim carrey physical comedy swagger he knocks him out drapes him over his shoulders like a um a mink stole <laughs> so he's got like this little like five foot man and he's like strutting around and and doing his whole thing but then he tips him over upside down and like bobs his head and his mouth is moving and he just goes do not pass go do not collect 200 <laughs> and it, it is the monopoly man and it, it 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 slayed me and it was because oh my god that guy totally is the monopoly man but in a in a very unique way of presenting it so i completely forgot about that scene oh you know when nature calls i mean how many times have we all seen it? I think the other uh, affectionate sort of note about Rich Uncle Pennybags is uh, you and I both had a boss that very much resembled him. Did not yes. resemble him probably in what I what I imagine his voice would be like or his demeanor, but there was a certain physical resemblance. 100%. 100%. Well played. All right. <laughs> mm, Top that. The, I can't. Ah. Oh. All right. Well, if we're talking the workspace here, I think it's only right for me to go or formal workspace. Uh, I think it's only right for me to go with one of the most famous voice men for a particular reason. And he was someone he did a lot of other things. He was like one of those guys. The 80s was very big. Like you remember Michael Winslow. Like for some reason, like the 80s, he was the sound effects guy from Police Academy, you know? Oh, yeah. For some reason, the 80s was like unique voice guys and uh, motor mouth John Mashita, who had the the world record for speaking the most words. I think it was uh, 500 
and uh, 50 or 586 words per minute, but he was the voice of micro machines. Yeah. And that was yeah. Always what I, when as a kid, I don't know why I, I had hot wheels, hot wheels are perfectly fine. They were wonderful. I had tracks, I had everything. But when this dude came out and was speaking at a ridiculously <laughs> high rate for cars that looked like any other cars, just smaller, I had to have them. I need micro machines, mom. I got to have them. And I need to, you know, Motormouth Machida, the micro machines man, a lot of alliteration, but a, but an iconic. And like if anybody is, you know, had too many or whatever, and they're, they're, they're talking, talking, you know, take it easy micro machines like he, he anybody that's kind of getting ahead of their skis there a little bit talking someone's will still reference like oh you think you're the micro machines guy they don't really know his name so much but the micro machines guy is one of the ones that have lived on but yeah i did not know his name was what did you say it was john Mashita. john Mashita jr but he went by motormouth Mashita. it's m-o-s-c-h-i-t-t-a Okay, I'm pretty sure before Micro Machines, he was also in a series of FedEx ads. Yes, he was. Where their their whole thing was, you know, they get it to you, they deliver faster. And so he did all these, like, there was a whole series of those commercials. It was like Music Man. They were doing like the You Got Trouble like uh, like series. Mm -hmm. Yeah, But uh, I remember seeing, they, there was some interview with him way back, like, I, like 60 minutes or something. I don't know. No, it couldn't have been 60 minutes because that would be way too serious. Unless it was, you know, Andy Rooney mm -hmm. interviewing him for some frivolous interview. But he was talking about how he learned how to do that. And his thing was he would just take a script or he would take, you know, a sentence or a paragraph and he would just read it over and over and over and over and over again until he could go faster and faster and faster. Yes. And as you remember from, from the radio days, we used to have to do all those rules disclaimers where, <laughs> right, you know, exactly. we'd be running a contest, win a thousand dollars. And then we'd have to, <laughs> you know, do this two minute long recorded promo read at top speed. So nobody could understand what we were saying exactly. because we had all these legal disclaimers that we had to put in there. And I used to have to do a lot of those. And it was the mm -hmm. same thing where I was like, what did the micro machines guy do? He would learn, he would just read it over and just over keep going. and over. And I'd be in the studio for hours trying to go faster and faster. And, you know, inevitably you would get to like the last sentence or the last three words, and then you'd trip over something. And it's like, ah, oh, man, I have to <laughs> no. start over again. Yeah, you this can't. would piece... never happen to Micro Machines guy. But you can't piece to those together. You can't piece those together. That's got to be one take. You can't snip in like, right. oh, no, there was no editing. No, we did no, it all live. No, no, no. That's of all course. one. Yeah. But no, he also did campaigns for Minute Rice, obviously. Quality in Northwest Airlines, Olympus Camera, Mattel, Post Serials, Tiger Games, Continental Airlines, Burger King, ABC, NBC, CBS, PBS, HBO, JetBlue, and of course, Micro Machines. So everybody was everybody was hot for uh, Mr. Mashita. So yeah, had solid it, had pick. It. And as a as a voice talent in my past, I I can appreciate him That'd way too much. Proverbial money bags, hats off to him. So yes. Right. Am I down to my last pick? This is it, man. This is the, the showstopper, the final <sighs> pick. All right. Well, because this is the champagne of pods, and I mean you, champagne, P-A-I-G-N. Thank you, sir. I feel the need to go local with this one. <laughs> and I think you already know where I'm going with yes, this because we, we've been messaging back and forth. But my final pick is 
and I'm pretty sure this is the only example of a local Champaign-Urbana superhero that we've ever had. He didn't have a long run. This is not like, you know, no. 75 years of Superman or anything like this. But he did have a very brief, and as we said, if it's memorable, if it stood it out, it that's is. why it made my list. And for at least the last, I don't know, 21 years, <laughs> I've had the image of this dumpy superhero <laughs> homemade costume homemade costume homemade tv commercials <laughs> right. my final pick today is captain taffy and nobody who's not from this area and didn't live here in the early 2000s has any idea who i'm talking about so i'll briefly describe Do taffy's it. first of all was was a little sort of a i don't know like a denny's size or Perkins Ish, yeah. size local restaurant and they, their big thing was breakfast, but you know, they, they did like sandwiches, you know, you could get the yeah. typical uh, diner you know, style. Yeah. That sort of stuff. The club sandwich that just had, you mm -hmm. know, like five slices of bread and bacon on it, <laughs> but you could get breakfast and don't stray it, from the breakfast. It was also one of those places where I think they were maybe the last business in America to ban smoking inside the premises. <laughs> I so, think that's why it folded. Like they never banned it. The cigarette smoke smell was like just <laughs> impressed into the wood, into the, the tables and the wall. Into the but, plastic coated menu. It was in there when he opened it, like, oh, there it is. <laughs> but Taffy's was, you know, kind of a, a legendary local place. And absolutely. Um, they started running local TV commercials with Captain Taffy, where I don't know who the guy was. Maybe he'll hear this. Um, he was probably 40-ish, a little mm -hmm. overweight, kind of kind of dumpy looking, wore a tight-fitting spandex-ish superhero <laughs> suit with a cape, very awkwardly tied around his neck, wore a mask, was green screened over the clouds as he flew yeah. to the rescue of people whose appetites <laughs> needed only the local food they could get at Taffy's. And he was a superhero. He wasn't the superhero we wanted. He was the superhero we needed when it 100%. came to our Taffy cravings. I think my favorite detail about the Captain, the, uh, Captain Taffy uniform was the fact that emblazoned on his chest, <laughs> Unlike a, a pointless symbol, like like a stylized letter S, like Superman has, or the outline of a bat, like Batman has, he had a picture of his own face. Do it. <laughs> but it was his own face wearing a mask. The Captain Taffy shirt right there. I mean, pound for pound, you can't top Captain Taffy as the superhero for this community. I know. I might have to tap out, man. It was perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. And yes, I, I did guy. try to track. I text. I tried to track him down when I was doing show and tell for the station. I was going to do like a whole series of like basically kind of like this, but I was going to do like iconic. I, I, there were so many people that know I'm doing air quotes now for the, this, the people listening at home that know Captain Taffy, but they don't know Captain Taffy. It was like, Oh, they respond to my messages and be like, yeah, man, who you need to talk to is so-and-so he knows him. And then I talk, no, no, no. He's he, my buddy's friends. With, and then it was like, it was like the I mean, legend. Do we even know a name? Do we even know a first name? I don't, I don't. I met him once and it was at a live remote um, that we did. I can't even tell you where, but he came up 
and just briefly like whispered in my ear, I'm Captain Taffy. I swear to God, I swear to God, no lie. Like, you know, he kind of came up and I'm like, hey, sir, you know, we're affable to everybody. Like, thanks for coming out. You know, hey, wonderful. Hey, you want to sign up to win uh, Jillian's party or whatever we were doing, you know? And he's like, yeah, man, cool. And he's like kind of standing there and I'm just like, all right, man, you know, hey. I can honestly see him being the kind of guy who would come up. We're giving away Illini tickets and he says, hey, I'm Captain Taffy. (laughs) Don't I get free tickets for that? Come on, come on. He, he Do is. I get on the bus? Can I go see the basketball game? <laughs> right. No, but yeah, he just, and he kept standing there. Like I was supposed to recognize him sans mask. Who could I? Well, Nobody yeah. can recognize Superman with glasses on. I'm supposed to recognize Captain Taffy sans mask. He's completely no. out of context at that point. How do you know who he is? <laughs> that's his, that's his secret identity as, you know, Bob Smith, <laughs> exactly. local Taffy's entrepreneur, possibly, or just, you know, uh, you know, key was, grip at the yeah. local TV station. I don't know, but there he, he was. Wanna, he didn't want to let everybody know, but he leaned in and I'm like, oh goodness, what's coming? Because <laughs> <laughs> you never know who, you, who you're going to run into at a live remote. And he just, I'm Captain Taffy. And I was like, See, oh! and this was, And just for people, you know, who don't know the, the local showbiz, but this was the difference in our jobs that when Ryan and I worked together, I would be maybe the guy who does the remote, you know, and, and talks on the radio from the location. Mm-hmm. Ryan was intercepting all the crazy balls who would come up and say, I'm Captain Taffy. And he would keep them away from me. So 100%. Yep, you put up with so much. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even going back. Speaking of going back to Captain Jack Sparrow, remember him at the uh, like midnight sale <laughs> Call of Duty we did for like a host of a dozen, oh. and when all of a sudden here comes a full life replica of who got all dolled up in his full regalia to come out to Walmart for a midnight sale of Call of Duty. It was the and- most. Accurate costume. I, I mean, it was just every detail from the movie. It was amazing. Everything, it was incredible. Full I guess he liner, thought that, yeah. you know, he really, he thought maybe he would be up against five or six other people at midnight <laughs> right. at a mire. You know, yeah. no, it didn't happen. No, no, no. That's a <laughs> podcast. That's an entirely different podcast, by the way. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I could go round and round on that. All right. Now I'm, I'm between two. And since I am at the end, uh, I'm, I'm going to take I'm going to take another weird one because this much like the guy Geico came in, they had me in hello, like the very first time. And maybe I was a little bit twisted by talking about Clara Peller. And I was like, oh, do I have two people from this restaurant? That's a little weird. But the resonating feature character, the guy that shows up in your bed in a mask handing you a breakfast sandwich coming in a commercial (laughs) with Darius Rucker never speaks a word as well but the the creepy king from Burger King the Burger King king who's now doing you know whatever TikTok sounds and stuff they've they've kind of backed off of them but out of the gate BK King was like what are they even thinking with this guy Uh, and I thought the animatronic orville redenbach puppet was scary <laughs> no. but that thing yeah i'm still not quite ready for the the bk king and they're still using him aren't they 
Yeah, like I said, it was it was I just saw it. They're doing a, like a two for something deal, and it, it's using one of the famous like one of the basically you know we could talk how terrible pop music is right now. Uh, no, another hour but i mean most of them are just whatever <laughs> sound is trending on tiktok right now and they're there is basically that and he's kind of dancing and doing this thing and they're doing like two for six burger and chicken sandwiches you know and the other guy's talking but it's just the king but before it was just like he was outside your bedroom window holding up like a, a new uh tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch or like he you rolled over in your bed and he had like a nuclear sandwich and but we never said a word it was nothing it was just the guy in tights and like in the in the old school like uh berries and cream guy which almost made <laughs> almost made my list too but like uh you know with the with the with the knickers and like the whole regalia of like a a a a a jaunty king from from nethermore but yes that and but like the the stoic face mm-hmm. In the crown, well, the iconic crown. That was the, I think that's the part that creeps people out. It's the big fiberglass, never moving face. Yes, exactly. And I know, you know, we, well, we both have friends who are terrified of masks, of like yes. those big paper mache Mardi Gras heads and, you know, that, that type of stuff. And I, I don't, I've never had the conversation but I'm pretty sure that a character like the King with that big fiberglass <laughs> face would be terrifying to those people who are afraid of, you know, dolls or masks or, you know, mannequins or those types of things. But yeah, it's memorable, but I'm not sure whether the reasons that campaign is memorable are, uh, are good reasons or not. I mean, that's, that's creepy. That is one of my, I'm still kind of mixed on that yeah. campaign. But it, it resonates like that's where it but like the very first time I saw it, I was just like, I'm about this life like this is <laughs> I don't like commercials as it is. Things weren't really streaming as much as they were now. So we were actually watching more ads, you know, but I was like, thank you. Like, you know, this this to me, it, I, I can't unsee it. I think like someone posted on social media shortly after it came out. It was like a picture of him in the bed with the sandwich and the caption underneath it just said, where's your God now with a question mark. <laughs> and I was like, exactly, man. Like, exactly. Did the campaign make you want to buy a Chris sandwich more? That's the big question. If the answer is yes, then it works. Fortunately, no. Unfortunately, okay. no. It's one of those things that if it's just if i happen to be in the area and i oh you know i haven't had that in a while it's just it's it's not the fault of the king i feel Mm -hmm. like he did his job i will say i did have the uh tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch which i can still say off the top of my you know again it was it was hootie aka (laughs) it was darius um, rucker brooke brooke burke on on a swing for some reason in the king and it was that one yeah, and they were all like floating around, but it was yeah. like it's the it's the tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch, and I was like, okay, I want one, <laughs> and I, I went and got that. It was them trying to 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 get me back on what they have already had. Yeah, that I I did not fall for, but you know, I, I respect his game. I respect the king. So, all right, yep, hail to the all king. Right. Do you have any honorable mentions? Do you have any on your list you didn't get to, sir? You know, I have. I think I have two honorable mentions here um one of these i didn't think this would count but i think it's part of any good mascot discussions and the reason it doesn't count i guess is because it's fictional i think 
the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man has oh, to get yeah. some kind of a, a mention. But I'm not clear if that was made up for the Ghostbusters movie or yes. if that was a real brand. It's it's not around here. It's not in Illinois that, that no. I've ever been aware of. But But when you look at him, I mean, you've got your jaunty sort of a combination of the Pillsbury Doughboy and the and the Michelin, and the Michelin man. man, yeah, yeah. But he's all made out of marshmallow, and he's all jolly <laughs> yeah. and happy as he's destroying New York City. And 100%. the best part about his whole appearance in Ghostbusters is at the very end when they uh, they torch him, and then his happy face goes to a face of sheer. <laughs> otherworldly rage and terror yeah. as he's then you know, burning up as and he looks like like a marshmallow that you got too close to the fire for that that instant you know exactly yeah exactly that that one point making s'mores when you go from from brown to to completely charred and unusable yeah that that's from, the from that's brown his to immolated exactly. exactly that's exactly where he is at that moment so i've always you know you got to respect the, yeah. the power of a 40 foot or 70 foot or 120 foot tall marshmallow man 100%, i mean yes just amazing so that was that was one of my honorable mentions and who was my other one oh, i was just i was just thinking about it Maybe you well, better go with an honorable. Yeah, while, while you're I looking for that, I was gonna go with I again an icon. He did over five hundred and forty-three commercials for the Charmin branch. And oh. I was gonna give I was gonna give love love to Mr. Whipple, man. Like the, the now we got like uh, bears with butt crumbs. Like they they can't they can't get it right again. It, it's like the Redenbacher <laughs> thing. I don't like what they're doing now and that was the mm -hmm. only campaign that they made after his passing but mr whipple hanging out in the line looking around the manager of the grocery store just waiting to bust people for squeezing his charm in and again it that was I, I don't understand why it's a bad thing that people do it but it was a catchphrase and and again it, it went into in, into everybody's vernacular it was like oh yep. oh you trying to squeeze the charm like it, it became don't a little bit jaunty it became a little bit whatever afterwards yep. but yeah it was uh don't squeeze mr whipple what a name Okay, I remembered my other one, although I don't know whether this qualifies as a mascot, because this is sort of an anti-mascot, but uh, this is the, the new campaign for Jimmy John's that I think is hilarious with Brad mm. Garrett as, okay. uh, uh, or what is he, is uh, He's like Tony Bolonovich. Yeah. He's Tony Bolonovich. He's the guy who runs the competing sandwich shop. Mm -hmm. He's all mob. And his whole tactic for defeating Jimmy John's in the free market is intimidating their customers or attempting to. <laughs> yes, yeah. But my favorite part about it, I, he's not a mascot, but I just, I love this act. No, campaign. he's a spokesperson though. That, Mr. Whipple's not a mascot. Don't you put that evil on him. There you go. Uh, that's true. <laughs> spokesperson. Spokes, spokes grocer, I believe, is uh, there Mr. You go. Whipple. But, right. But Tony Bolonovich and the simple fact that in his anger, uh, over what Jimmy John's has done to him by destroying his business, uh, he can't ever get their name right. And he always refers to them as Jimmy's, <laughs> Jimmy's John's. J Jimmy's John's, yeah. Kills me every time. <laughs> exactly, every time. It's great. Oh, it's, a, it's a good campaign. And just Brad Garrett, big fan, because he's so, he's he's able to, you know, pull in all these different weird emotions. And he's 
He's big into physical comedy. He was great on Everybody Loves Raymond. I made Everybody Loves yes. Brad Garrett. But he is brilliant in that role. And he only gets like three seconds of screen time in these commercials. So really funny. <laughs> yeah. And another Champagne Connection in, in some way, shape or form with Jimmy Jones there. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. Or but formerly, the, I guess. Yeah. I was about to say, we, we, we dodged that bullet, man. <laughs> but we won't get political here. on, on and Yeah. Some of those radio Ooh. ads, I wasn't quite sure we should have been airing. You know, a couple of them were a little bit dicey, but yeah. Uh, yeah. At some yeah. point in time, Jimmy Jones has uh, connections to Champagne. Good, bad, indifferent. Yeah, I think they're owned we'll by the same parent company as Arby's now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, clearly they've definitely upped their game going with a much better ad agency than <laughs> they used to. Because I remember they, they, they ran the same commercials with us for about 15 straight years, and they were pretty horrendous. So, <laughs> Yes, absolutely. We're just going to leave that there. All right, okay. man, John, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate this. It was a lot of fun. We definitely have to do it again. Absolutely. 100% and I, I, I love your studio and we thanks so much <laughs> I need to, I need to uh, check into that I'm here in Echo now I'm trying to work I've got a whole new mic I'm working with here I, you know I'm, I'm, I'm trying to take lessons over here I see yours off to the side I'm trying to improve my audio there we go that's yep. make sure you don't have the hard peas I understand I, I'm, I'm learning um, but again I appreciate it so much uh, follow Pain Productions at Pain Productions on facebook and twitter uh i appreciate if you leave a five star rating and now here's that theme music that i just recently uh cooked up for you all thanks again <laughs>